The Pelicans ended 2022 on a loss. While it's one game out of 82 and you don't want to overreact, and the Pelicans ended the year first place in the Western Conference, there's something that should concern you about the long term with this Pelicans team, particularly what Memphis and others have done defensively. I'll break it down and what they can do about it in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, Happy New Year to you. Happy Cotton Bowl. If you're a Green Wave fan, I'm here in Dallas, going to be at the game. I'm excited. I hope you are as well for a new 2023 of the New Orleans Pelicans, though they ended 2022 on a loss. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, the good, the bad. The on-court stuff, the off-court stuff, we're going to get into everything. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. So I want to look at the Pelicans game on New Year's Eve, a loss to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, 116-101, a game that was kind of both up and down for New Orleans. They were in this one, then they weren't in this one, and then it kind of got blown out. And at times they looked really, really, really bad. 20 turnovers on the night for the Pelicans. Zion not really doing much in this one and being really limited, getting blown out in points in the paint All of those things were just not normally what New Orleans ends up doing. So the Memphis Grizzlies followed a very similar script defensively on Zion to what the Milwaukee Bucks did. The Bucks would put a good enough defender on Zion and then have Brooke Lopez, Giannis, and others really able to kind of form a wall, wall him off, and play good help defense down low and really just focus in on him. They're selling out to stop him. And he was able to do what he could in that because he's so good and no one can truly stop Zion Williamson, but it was an effective strategy. And the Memphis Grizzlies did a pretty similar thing here. They put Dylan Brooks, a good individual one-on-one defender, on Zion Williamson and then made sure that Steven Adams and others, Jaron Jackson Jr. too, were right there to provide help defense if Dylan Brooks got beat. You know, the Bucks threw Drew Holiday on Zion and then had Giannis and uh, Lopez there. And you saw the, the um, Memphis Grizzlies kind of replicate this with their own guys. And Zion had a really rough game. 20 points looks good on 16 shots. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, but he was 6 of 16. That's 37.5%. And more worrisome in this one was nine turnovers. That's a lot. And as New Orleans couldn't generate any offense because Zion was turning the ball over, was having trouble going through and around these guys. You know, those turnovers would turn into fast break points for the Memphis Grizzlies, who got out and run and just got easy buckets, like really easy transition buckets, which are the easiest ones that you can get. 
And they scored 26 fast break points compared to 13 for New Orleans. It's pretty much the game right there. That's why they managed to score 74 points in the paint alongside, you know, guys like Ja getting downhill, attacking. You had Steven Adams chipping a couple of points all down low. They were doing things like that, but it's really those transition points where New Orleans uh, lost control of this game and they just couldn't get anything going. And with that extra... attention paid to Zion, you need others to really step up. And no one did. The Pelicans, <coughs> sorry, still dealing with the after effects of being sick. Pelicans shot eight of 30 from three. They made just eight threes. That's 26.7%. From the field overall, they shot just 35.2%. All of these numbers are terrible. They finished with just 16 assists compared to 20 turnovers on the night. Those numbers are never going to be a way that you win a basketball game. No one else was ready to step up and handle the load with the pressure that was being put on Zion Williamson. CJ McCollum went four of 16 for 10 points. He had six turnovers. That's not going, you know, to work. They tried Billy Hernan Gomez a bunch in this one. Three turnovers, sorry, um, three personal fouls from not turnovers. So they had other guys just not really able to get it done. And that's, Disappointing. Najee Marshall, who they needed, who was aggressive at times in this one, got to the line six times, but he was two of ten. Herb Jones in the starting lineup after being out with COVID, and he lost 10 pounds during that, goes two of 12. You're you're not going to win very many basketball games when those are the numbers that players are putting up. Billy was three of nine. Jose Alvarado was two of six. There was just no other offense there. We've seen CJ really step up, so this game now is more of an aberration for him than it had been, say, at the start of the season. But the fact that no one could step up, no one was was able to do anything to alleviate some of the pressure on Zion. And again, you need to make shots to make teams pay for doubling Zion Williamson. To not have that in this game really hurt him, and it's a big part of why New Orleans lost. Offense was a big problem here. You know, I'd seen a lot of people ask, You know, when New Orleans went on that four-game losing streak, it also partially coincided with Herb Jones going back into the starting lineup. You know, I don't think he really had anything to do with that. But at a certain point, you do need to make sure you have a potent offensive lineup around Zion to make teams pay for the way that they're going to defend him, especially now that the blueprint is a little bit out. Bucs have had success with this, and now the Memphis Grizzlies have had success with this. And while Not every team has the personnel to be able to run these type of schemes, right? No one's really able to truly stop Zion. You see a way to at least try it. And look, teams will happily let Herb Jones shoot 12 times. CJ, less so. But they're happy to let some of these other guys shoot and beat them. And if that's the case, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and move on. You got to worry about this going forward. This worries me as it stands right now, in a seven-game series, if they run into the right opponent that can defend like this, are they just toast? Are they going to get swept in four? You know, I don't think that would end up happening. I think they'll be able to kind of figure this out because we're missing one key piece of this. But this is a long-term thing New Orleans really needs to start to figure out is when teams defend Zion this way, what do you do? What do you do to create some easy offense, instant offense that can free him up a little bit and restore a little bit more balance to what you're doing on that side of the ball? But they're missing a key piece. And the answer might actually be here. We just can't see it right now. 
And I'll explain what I mean by that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. And it's super simple. You pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times on your money on any single entry. And you're not competing against other people, it's just you versus the projections. You'll see Luka Doncic to score more than 26 and a half points. Do you pick more than that? or less than that. LeBron James to have more than seven and a half rebounds. More than that or less than that. Kevin Durant, six and a half assists. More or less. You get it. It's that easy. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less and they also offer safe and fast withdrawals and they're currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit 100, price picks is going to give you 100. If you deposit 50, price picks will give you 50. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans. But what if you want to know? about the NBA in general. we got the show for you. It's Locked On NBA. Rotating host Monday through Friday. I'm there every single Wednesday breaking down all the biggest stories around the entirety of the association. It's available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So we just went over how the Pelicans really ran into some offensive issues with what the Memphis Grizzlies were doing defensively. Nine turnovers for Zion. And there was some other wonkiness to that. And I'll get into that in the third segment of today's show, the next segment of today's show. But honestly, and as I said, I'm worried about teams doing this more and more to the New Orleans Pelicans. But here's the thing. They try that when this Pelicans team is fully healthy. I don't know if it's really going to work. New Orleans was missing a pretty important player, have been missing a pretty important player in Brandon Ingram for a while now. And look, if you sell out two, three guys to stop Zion, Brandon Ingram's going to have some space. And he's going to particularly have some space in the mid-range game where his shot is money. And so you're just going to allow him to feast if that's the case. So while this concerns me, it's not going to concern me a ton until this regularly happens with B.I. back on the court and gives you that other offensive creator, initiator, and score that they desperately need. C.J. is not really the floor general we would have hoped he would have been, and that's okay. He's a great off-ball two guard, I think. Awesome at it, can create with the ball in his hands at times too. But sometimes you need another guy that can kind of pull the strings a little bit more of the defense that's a threat there, and that is Brandon Ingram. We saw him do it last year. We've seen him do it in Los Angeles too. He can basically be your point guard for stretches. He's like 75% of a pure ball handler, in my opinion. Zion's around like 60 to 75% of pure ball handler, too. So when teams sell out to slow down Zion and do this against Zion, it just creates more space for BI to operate. And that mid-range game that he has, well, not the shot you always want to be taking, when you have that and you're hitting that, it kind of works as like body blows in boxing. You know, shots to the stomach, things like that, that tire a defense out that maybe don't let them keep their guard up as much. All of a sudden, they start coming out just an inch or two more to try and contest that. And that sometimes is all you need. 
a little bit more space for someone else to make a cut, to make a move, and to be able to go out and score. And, and B.I. can pass the ball and can dish it and can get the ball to those guys. This is a guy that is shooting the three ball particularly well, too. Really kind of bouncing back from last year. This season, he's shooting 46.7%, 47% from three on four attempts per game. Keep that number, make the, the attempts go up more, and that's the type of shot that will space the court for Zion Williamson that teams will need to pay attention to and try and do things against. So when you start to factor all of those things in, this is a team that actually can maybe handle that sort of defense that's being thrown. And maybe it's just working right now because of the issues that the Pelicans have on the injury front. And so I'm not sure that I'm totally concerned about it just yet, right? As I said in the previous segment, you know, what happens if they run into this team, a team that does this in the playoffs? Well, it just means B.I. is going to feast. And in a sense, Zion is not a decoy, right? But if Zion doesn't get his, that's okay if you're winning the playoffs. No one will care. I think guys do want to get theirs and their stats in the regular season. But in the postseason, you just want to win basketball games. And if that means B.I. goes and scores 40-50, right? He's a very key integral part to this team too. And if teams are going to focus on Zion like they're doing, you're going to make his life way easier. And he played this role, the main guy, right? All of last season, leading the Pelicans to the postseason where he was very good against the Phoenix Suns. So getting him back might kind of fix this problem and the problem where New Orleans has some really rough lineups and stretches offensively because they're just down such a key guy and Zion and CJ can't play all 48 minutes of the game. So this is something I'm worried about, but on the other hand, maybe I'm not too worried about it until we see him come back and then we can kind of try and figure it out. But B.I. is very key to breaking defenses kind of, (coughs) sorry, at the second level, second degree with things like that. And he certainly fills that role perfectly. The way he's going to have space for whatever he wants to do, other than maybe at the rim when they're defending Zion like this, is going to be so dang easy for him. So easy for him to get the shots and the looks that he wants. And they just don't have another guy that replicates that role. There's not many of those type of guys in the league. And we've seen CJ start to get it going, too. You got all three of them out on the court. I don't think you're going to run into many of these offensive issues anymore. And I think this is just a shorter thing than a longer thing. So the answer to the first segment might actually already be on the roster. He's just hurt. And we got to wait for him to get back, hopefully sooner rather than later, because this has gone on for a while. I don't know to the degree of the injury. I don't know when he's going to come back, like y'all keep asking me. Sorry. But... It's going to be hopefully sooner rather than later. And the the thing with Brandon is he tends not to play until he's 100%. He knows that it just doesn't work elevating for the shots that he wants on a on a, you know, toe that's hurting him right now. So he won't come back till he is 100% because there were times last year when he looked like he was actually hurting the team with his play. So I think we'll be able to see good Brandon Ingram back hopefully very soon, and that's going to make a real big difference for New Orleans and what they want to do offensively. So in this game, there were a couple of other things that were just kind of weird. Let's talk about those coming up here next in today's episode 
of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. Just We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. I one of these things every single day, pretty much for lunch. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not really sure how Built does it, but these bars are like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's better is that they're actually healthy for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. So you don't need to wait around. Go get a box right now. For years, you've heard me been telling you to order your Built Bars at Built.com. You can now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head right now to your local Walmart. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-pack box of the cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, rub it, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You're going to thank me later. You can also order them over at Built.com. Dot com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. And now for your second listen, go check out NBA Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. They're going to get the host of each show when they played a game last night. You see me do a minute video. I post them as YouTube shorts as well. That gets all compiled into one show. There were 10 games and you couldn't watch all 10 and you want the local perspective on each side for each team just go watch that that means it's going to be like a like a 15 minute video or so it's great follow game to game on locked on nba available wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube so we're talking about the pelicans losing to the memphis grizzlies 116 101 again i don't want to overreact to the loss and this one had a lot of just things that the pelicans don't normally do that they did and that kind of means it's a bit of a one-off but with the way zion was defended that's not Great, And the Pelicans didn't step up to really be able to compete with the Grizzlies. The turnovers certainly did it, allowing them to get out and run. And while New Orleans at times is a turnover problem, these were particularly bad live ball turnovers. New Orleans is not amazing when it comes to protecting the ball. They're not bad. They're 16th in turnover percentage. So they're basically right in the middle of the league when it comes to turnovers. It was the fact that these were live ball turnovers and led to the Memphis Grizzlies getting out and being able to run. And New Orleans only kept this game close at times because the Grizzlies were also turning over the ball. But it allowed them to lose the points in the paint advantage. And you could see they just couldn't figure out who to match up with defensively and various things like that. And there was just a lack of communication there. The team looked a little bit tired. They were playing their fourth game in six nights. That's not an uncommon thing. And I don't know if that really should be an excuse. I've seen that used a little bit too. But it's not like the Grizzlies don't play a bunch of games. Everyone plays a bunch of games. But after coming off a real big big win against the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, at home, really kind of at times emotional the way they fought in that one. You could be in line for a letdown game and the Grizzlies clearly have a score to settle. It feels like with new Orleans, but new Orleans not being able to kind of get up for this game, not having their guys make their shots. It does make you wonder a little bit about some of the rotations going forward long-term with this team. Can Herb Jones remain a starter? Or does he need to come off the bench at some point? 
you know, that needs to potentially be looked at. There were a couple of real small lineups out there that the Grizzlies just absolutely torched. You know, the spacing was just real bad due to the lack of shooting. Brandon Ingram's going to help that. It hasn't been that bad all year long. These are the type of things that New Orleans really needs to start to figure out so that they're playing their best basketball at the end of the regular season. Um, 16 assists certainly isn't going to be good enough. Guys weren't cutting like they needed to do. Maybe that was because they were tired. Maybe that just was they failed to match the intensity of the Memphis Grizzlies. Those type of things need to start to go. You know, every now and then, you're allowed to lose. It's an 82-game season. This team wasn't going to go and win 70 games, 60 games necessarily. But high 40s to the you know low 50s, I think, is a very realistic number for them to go out and try and do at this point. These kind of aberrations that they're having there aren't particularly great, in my opinion. And we've seen a couple of these games start to come up. Not the biggest thing, because again, they are... A top 10 offensive team. They're not top five anymore. They're fifth in terms of defense, and they have a very good net rating. And their record's good. They're first in the Western Conference, so it feels like we're nitpicking to a certain degree. But you got to start to figure some of the stuff out that seems like it's been a problem for New Orleans throughout the season. Like, when I look at this game, a lot of the offensive rebounding that the Memphis Grizzlies did, they had 13 in this, wasn't kind of the same type of offensive rebounding issues that we've seen New Orleans have. Memphis had 17 second chance points, New Orleans at 18. They kept that one even. That was a lot of just lack uh, wrong mismatches in transition defense. They'd miss a transition shot and they'd have a guy be able to get it and just score right on back. And it wasn't like in the half court off of long rebounds, which is what's killed New Orleans repeatedly this season. So I look at some of the stats in this game that you might point to and try and be like, that's why they lost or they have an issue there. And I don't think that's necessarily representative of this one. This was just a weird, a weird game, like a weird game for whatever reason. So I think it's one of those things um, that's kind of strange and just one of those one-off things. So I wouldn't read too much into this game. Until we see these type of issues really come up with the with Brandon Ingram back on the roster. So we'll see. They play tonight. Philadelphia 76ers enjoy the game. Enjoy the Cotton Bowl if you're watching that. Roll wave. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.